This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Just confirming that race control will be tonight because uh, we've got ball-by-ball coverage of the cricket uh, tomorrow night and the next uh, five nights, hopefully, if the game goes uh, that far. So um, Murph and McIver tonight on race control. Murph has joined us now and, of course, uh, we've been talking about uh, the prospect of uh, Bathurst for quite some time. We've been wondering whether Murph himself would be there. That's a no. Um, but uh, I guess that doesn't uh, take away from the feeling that it's close, Murph, from your point of view. Good morning to you. Yes, Murphy, absolutely. It is close, and it's uh, sort of interesting that, um, you know, it is, it's the latest ever running of the, the Bathurst 1000 in, in December, but you know, it's probably separated itself a little bit more from some of the other sports uh, around the place, and, and I think that might actually work pretty well for it this year. Just uh, people will be very much looking forward to it. Last year there was no crowd at Bathurst. It's, um, I think it's going to be a pretty much open slather uh, sort of deal this year, so there should be a pretty good atmosphere. And I think um, there's a lot of fans, certainly Australia and New Zealand, that will um, should be focused on sitting down and, and spending the day uh, in front of the in front of the box watching the great race. So um, it's sort of got. I think it's actually starting to build a pretty good vibe at the moment. Where does it sit, Murph, uh, for, for those, uh, I mean, you won it four times. Where does it sit? Um, and also, which, what was your, your favourite of the four? Yeah, it just still sits there. I mean, I think more so now than ever as a, as a, uh, a serious, you know, internationally recognised event. I mean, it always was, but I think, um, you know, just it started to, to get more of that kind of flavour to it, and maybe that was helped by... Um, an event that um, usually runs in February, which is the Bathurst 12 Hour, which uh, brings in a whole lot of international teams to come race there in GT cars. And I think that's uh, just highlighted the event even more because there's more international drivers coming over to do that that are, are realising what a significant place race, you know, race track uh, that it really is. And, and there's more and more people that I think want to come and, and uh, participate in the actual Bathurst 1000 than ever before. It's just a little bit tricky at the moment and, and it does sort of, I suppose, um, uh, still you know, favours those that are driving supercars on a more regular basis. So, I mean, it is, it's definitely one of the, the big races on the international calendar for sure. Um, and for, uh, try, you can't really separate the four. I was very lucky to win four. four not lucky, but fortunate, whatever you want to put it, uh, win four uh, Bathurst 1000s and, and they were all significant. Um, for their own reasons, you know, you win your first one. Well, that's that's massively significant. The second one, we weren't, weren't expecting to win. We were we were definitely a roughie, and we managed to take it out through you know great teamwork and just a great driving combination. And then the third one, um, it was special because 2003, you know, 
qualified on pole with with uh, you know the new lap record there, and and then the fourth one was a back to back with Rick Kelly two in a row. So you know there's significance for for all of them, and hate to try and you know uh, label them um, in, in a in a new numeric order. Okay, then we won't ask you to, uh, to do that, Meth. What we will ask you about, though, is it's it's not just a race. I mean, it, it is it is for those people watching on TV. It's a race as such, but it's more than that. It's like a it's like a week, isn't it? I mean, uh, I, I know. Tell us a wee bit about. From my point of view, Bathurst is pretty small itself. So where do you, where do you guys yep. all stay? Uh, is it a is, is it like you set up uh, motorhomes, the luxurious motorhomes, etc.? What 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 is what it is, is it about? The little little idiosyncrasies about Bathurst. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Bathurst is um, a reasonably well. It's grown a lot over the years. It's become quite a significant sort of um, you know town in New South Wales, um, city in New South Wales. Um, I don't know what the population is now. It's probably sixty or seventy thousand, something like that, I suppose, in the surrounding areas. Maybe I'm wrong, um, but it, it swells obviously massively during this time, and the amount of people that do turn up there. And now these days, too, the the, um, the amount of camping that goes on there has just grown over the years. The requirement for it has is, is just expanded massively. And there's, there's literally, um, I think, uh, from last time I heard, there's over 20,000 campers there now, you know, from the public perspective, coming in and, and setting up. And this time around, you know, we, it's, uh, it's changed a bit because the, the event itself is going to be run longer um, to take in uh, more uh, support categories that have been struggling to obviously get some track time as well. So there's a bit of a combination uh, this year of a, a supercars uh, forming with another organisation that runs um, a category called TCR and a bunch of other support categories. They're all sort of combined and put the differences aside and, and uh, sponsorships and all sorts of things aside to, to have this massive festival, which is going to be a six-day deal starting on next Tuesday. Uh, so it's 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 a huge one this year round, but for the teams and everyone, yeah, it's 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 always tricky, you know, finding uh, accommodation and the like. A lot of houses are rented out, and the locals see an opportunity to to make some money, move in with some friends, or leave the area for for a short time and and uh, rent their houses out to teams and and spectators as well. Uh, so that's significant. The drive, a lot of the drivers stay at the track. They do get some motorhomes, camper vans, and and just actually you know bunk in there, and and it makes it really easy. Obviously, not having to worry about getting in and out of the circuit because uh, it, it's mm. it's crazy when there's when it's a, a full crowd. Just the the atmosphere is just it really is phenomenal, and it is a bucket list thing for a lot of people. But it it's one of those things that even if you've got some sort of small interest in sport or or motorsport, you know you've got to go and actually be there and feel it um, because, you, you, you know, the television, as we know, um, does its best to create atmosphere, but there's nothing like actual the, the vibe and the aura of, of actually being being a part of it. So it's, it's, it is significant. It's only been getting bigger and bigger too and the popularity of it, and it's become much more family-orientated back in the, the 90s and, and uh, early 2000s. I mean, up at the top of the hill, it certainly had a reputation, and it was a pretty rough one and a pretty full-on... Um, it was the uh, full epitome of Bogan up the top there for a very long time, and uh, it's changed a lot. They've managed to calm that down a bit and make it a little bit more family orientated. Okay, so Murph, um what about this year? Um, do you, you, I mean, you know every inch of this track, and you know everything about this race. W- will you sit at home glued 
uh, you know, you spend the whole thing there absolutely focused. Everyone else out of the room or whatever, I just need to concentrate. How, how will Greg Murphy do it? This, you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I, I get that with a with the odd horse race every now and then, but not a uh, a race of that longitude and that nature. Well, how will you view it? I'll get a camera to your place, Millie. Actually, <laughs> we were, uh, you know, sit there and have a have a couple of quiets while we, uh, yeah, you know, watch it and we'll just commentate. We'll commentate to each other what's going on or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. I, I haven't really thought about it to be honest too much because this year is very unique for me, um, incredibly mm-hmm. unique. I mean, last year, last year was unique because um, I wasn't uh, wasn't able to get over there, and uh, and I was supposed to be there working, and that all all fell through. Um, again, through the COVID situation. So, um, you know, I, I didn't go for the first time since 1994 uh, to, to the great race. And, you know, I had never missed one in between. Um, so I was at Hampton Downs last year and we were, you know, New Zealand was, was pretty uh, pretty open and, and um, you know, there was no restrictions. So I was at Hampton Downs with uh, a fairly large group of people, um, you know, watching it and doing some hot laps and bits and pieces. This year around, it's 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 different again, you know. We're still obviously under some restrictions. So um, I, I haven't really sort of thought about it too much, but, you know, I definitely will be uh, somewhere close to a, a TV and um, and spending spending the time, a fair bit of the time. But I won't be, I won't be getting too caught up in... Uh, the seriousness of it all, and and um, I won't be analysing too closely. It's pretty, it's a pretty long day, and uh, I, you know it'll be different for me to to actually uh, you know partake in a very different way this year. So I'm I'm, I'm sort of pretty open at the moment. Where to? Um, okay, Shane Van Gisbergen uh, wrapping up yep. the title. Um, that was a given. Um, we saw Scott McLaughlin move on from Supercars uh, after a certain point. Where to for, apart from the obvious uh, um, answer is Bathurst shortly, uh, where, the, where to for the Giz? Um, maybe a slightly longer term, do you think? Uh, I, think he's pretty, I think he's pretty set in stone um, uh, in, in certainly the supercar world for, for quite a long time. I mean, he's a, a very, very uh, desired commodity when it comes to a driver in a category like this. And I think he probably... If, if we if the COVID situation hadn't um, had such control over over his his current plans and future, we would see him probably doing more racing overseas as well, fitting in around a supercar championship. I mean, he's he has spent quite a lot of time previously um, doing races overseas, like the Daytona 24 Hour and and uh, a bunch of other stuff in GT cars um, as well. And I think he enjoys that. So I think he just would like to be mixing in a bit more international stuff around focusing as a core championship on, on the supercars. Um, and that's where I think he's this season 30. I don't think he has now at, uh, what is he, 32, I think. Um, I don't think he really has any desire to, to be um, packing up shop and, and heading off and doing what Scott did. Scott's, you know, quite a bit younger. Um, and uh, had a, you know, uh, had such an amazing first few years in supercars. It gave him that ability to, to uh, you know, look at something else and, and grab a new challenge. Whereas I think Shane... Um, you know, probably wants to spread his wings a bit more, but but continue to win races and supercars and more championships. I mean, he has the ability for sure uh, to become, if you know, one of the greats, if not the great. I mean, Jamie Woodcup at the moment has seven championships, and Shane's got two, but he's got a whole lot more years left in him, and he has the potential probably to to uh, you know start to shake that tree a bit and 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 uh, push himself right up that list a bit, maybe be the greatest. Let's uh, talk about our weekly update with Hamilton and Verstappen. 
a little bit closer now <laughs> after uh, after last weekend in Qatar. The, it's far from over, this story. It is far from over. It just uh, keeps getting a little bit better and a little bit more tight. Um, you know, the, the, the rock throwing is still going on a fair bit between the two teams, which is keeping it pretty interesting. Um, Hamilton had, had a bit of an advantage again on the weekend with the Mercedes over the Red Bull. Um, and they, the two of them were just in a class of their own, really, at the end of it all. Max got a, a penalty, um, a, a grid penalty for, well, they say disobeying a yellow flag, um, which, again, was a bit of a point of conjecture, uh, which put him back in seventh, but he was back up into second before too, for too long at the Qatar. Um, but that's really where he was going to be. If he'd got in front at the start, if he'd been on the front row and got the front you know, but, yeah, there's potential that he might have been able to hold him off, uh, hold uh, Hamilton off. But um, I mean, we, we never got to see that. But the Merck is, is very strong at the moment, um, and I think this weekend at um, Saudi Arabia uh, gives an opportunity for him to level the playing field a little bit for Max because it's a new circuit um, and uh, street circuits that, that might suit that Red Bull a little bit more than it suits the Mercedes. So uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's going to go down to the wire. I mean, as long as the two of them continue to finish the races. We, we're going to have, a, I think, a bit of a barnstormer at the end at, um, at Abu Dhabi uh, next week with a bit of luck. Murph, uh, race control uh, not early this week because of our cricket coverage. Uh, so uh, you've had a, a day less to ring around. What have you come up with? <laughs> I've had a day less. Um, we, uh, I'm going to have a chat to young Australian driver Matt Campbell who's um, factory Porsche driver has been overseas did uh, Daytona Le Mans he's been at Petit Le Mans just recently he's back in Australia at the moment to do Bathurst um, he's, a, he's a super talent really a lovely young young man doing amazing things overseas so we're going to have a, have a chat to him about his, his year and also um, what's it like getting back into a supercar um, so we've got him on Avalon's going to be on talking a little bit of, of motorbike stuff we've been trying to get hold of Shane but I'm um, not sure if he's avoiding the calls or um, maybe uh, waylaid celebrating um, a championship. So we're not sure if we're going to have him or not. But um, you know, got some uh, some good stuff on again as usual. Uh, and yeah, it's been a little bit tougher this week trying to organise a day early, but uh, we'll make it work. Okay, Murph. As always, great to catch up, mate. Thank you, um, Thanks, and uh, look forward to the show tonight. Thank you, uh, Greg Murphy there uh, with his usual uh, spot uh, with us. Uh, on a uh, on a Wednesday, so just reminding you, yes, race control tonight, not tomorrow night.